Yeah, and you know, I think at the core of it, we sometimes forget that the people we're trying to attract and to grow our business with are actual people. And <laughs> it is a, the business of building relationships with the real people. And your marketing will only do better if you can humanize it and humanize the people that you're marketing to. Oh, how cool a concept. I mean, it's building relationships is... is uh... I, I guess that's my thing I love to talk about. But the idea that what we're doing is humanizing the entire process, never heard it put that way, Mickey. That's a great, great way to think about things. It makes makes you think about it all differently. The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner but the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're gonna share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are gonna help you in your business. Welcome to the business of sales. of us, marketing becomes something that is, I don't know, it's just difficult, it seems, or we maybe we make it difficult, I don't know, but marketing ought to be something that's fairly easy and simple, and Mickey Anderson is here with us today to, to give us some ideas and help us think through how marketing can work well with sales, so, hey, Mickey! <laughs> Hello, Morris. Hey, we're glad to have you here. Thank you so much for, for being here. You know, most of our listeners are business owners in one kind, shape, form, or fashion, and probably in doing so, we're very involved in sales. <sighs> Tell us how you got into this world of sales and marketing and, and operating and helping people operate businesses. You know, I, uh, I started a little bit non-traditionally. I was working in health and fitness. I was managing a business in health and fitness. And we were struggling to grow uh, in our area. There was lots of competition. And so as a manager, I had to figure out how to get our name out there, how to grow our business. And marketing just happened naturally. And then on top of that, we had internal contractors, so nutritionists, chiropractors, mm -hmm. um, personal trainers who all needed to grow their businesses too. And so what I learned through marketing for the business, I helped and applied to the people within the gym and then slowly but surely started bringing on coaching clients in health and wellness, helping them grow their businesses, and then decided, oh my goodness, this has to be my career. I need to make <laughs> a change. I went full tilt into marketing, and here I am today, a consultant. I, I was a former conversion consultant copywriter so I wrote lots of sales campaigns for many different businesses but now I work as a consultant with small businesses and and you're you're certified in doing that kind of stuff right yes yes I'm a certified marketing strategist I was a story brand certified guide I have all sorts of different certifications under my belt there and a background <laughs> in psychology which plays in a lot doesn't it though <laughs> how we think how we how we make decisions how we just oh yeah I can see where psychology is probably the best uh, background you could have to, to get into understanding how people make decisions and what they choose to do and not do. Yeah, and you know, I think at the core of it, we sometimes forget that the people we're trying to attract and to grow our business with are actual people. 
<laughs> it is a, the business of building relationships with real people. And your marketing will only do better if you can humanize it and humanize the people that you're marketing to. Oh, how cool a concept. I mean, it's building relationships is, is uh, I, I guess that's my thing I love to talk about. But the idea that what we're doing is humanizing the entire process Never heard it put that way, Mickey. That's a great, great way to think about things. It makes makes you think about it all differently. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I've got some really neat news for you. Next week's podcast guest is somebody that is just very, very special. I'll tell you more about that when she gets here next week. But here's the deal. You know the two hurricanes that just went through Florida and then up around the East Coast and all? Yeah. Two hurricanes, almost back to back. I've got friends in Florida who are drastically affected by both of those storms, and here's the point. The media stops talking about it pretty soon after the wind and the waves move on, right? You hear about the hurricane, it comes, everything makes landfall, they talk about how terrible it was, and then they move on to something else. But you know what? The people are still there. Their houses are still leveled. Everything they had, everything is still gone. Who do you think is still there on the ground helping those people? Well, I tell you what, it's a huge business operation, and we're going to talk more about it on the business of sales next week. I'll see you then. Yeah, you know, we follow these templates and frameworks, but I think a lot of times we, if we were all robots, they would work perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not, and we're not dealing with robots. People are human. And so the more you can put yourself in the shoes of your ideal client, of the person that you're speaking to, and speak to them like a real human, whether it's on your website, copywriting, in your emails, or in your sales conversation. It's going to result in better better conversions overall, for sure. That just makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, get right down to it. But so many things that make perfect sense are not things we think about until something sparks that, uh, that thought. Yeah, you know, we overcomplicated, as I mentioned. And um, sometimes we think doing more is the answer. So being on every social platform, posting more, producing more, creating more content, talking more, doing more. But the truth is the world is really noisy and your ideal customers (laughs) are flooded with marketing messages. And we can tell when something isn't human. We can, we naturally can tell when a brand has this kind of blank feeling to it. And so anytime that you can add a human touch, a personal touch, make whatever it is that you're doing sound and feel more human, the better off you're going to be. Just, and again, it just seems to, to make sense, but it's one of those things we don't necessarily think about a lot, but it, uh, mm-hmm. it does. It really makes sense. Hey, Mickey, what do you do with a client when you get that brand new client coming in and, and you want to help them with their marketing? They've, you've identified that, you know, getting their visibility up and marketing is the key thing that you need to work on. Where do you start? You know, it's funny because most people come to me, most clients come to me wanting more visibility. I need more eyes on my business, more awareness. I need to get my name out there. But I have a difficult conversation with most of them because that's not really the truth. The truth is they're not converting enough of the people they already have. And so they think that by getting more eyes, that will help. But in truth, it it really doesn't. They're spending money on doing more things to get people to the point of sale and not make the sales. So what we do is reverse engineer the process from the point of sale. 
what's the thing or the saying or the format or the place where most of your sales happen, where you have a higher conversion rate? How can we make that more systematized, more repeatable? How can we track it? And then what brought them to that place? How can we optimize that place? And you just work yourself backwards from the point of sale and really optimize each one of those steps with that human touch. And, and that's the key. When you started awareness, you miss so many opportunities. We call it filling the leaky bucket. <laughs> because you're sending people to a place where they don't have what they need to move on. And so you're better off taking the people you've already got and trying to get better conversion rates with them first and then work your way backwards. I've never heard it put that way before. Oh, you're you're making me stop and, and rethink my entire plan for this quarter <laughs> and, and what I'm planning to do for my own business. Seriously. Well, and you know, most of, the, most of the businesses that I work with are tight budget, right? They're small businesses. A lot of them are startups and they are trying to be lean, mean, money-making machines. <laughs> we don't have tons of budgets to throw on paid advertising. And what I find is a lot of times we focus on awareness and we spend lots of money on awareness and no money on the things that are actually going to create the sales. So if we can cut out that 80% of stuff that's not really working for us anyways and focus on that 20% that's driving the sale, we're going to see business growth. And then you can slowly work your way out towards brand awareness, and it's, it's all just going to work better for you and cost less. So, so what do we do? Uh, let's get real practical here. I, I want to I yeah. do more with the people who are engaging in some way, shape, form, or fashion, the eyes that are – on my website or, or the people on my email list, what, what, what do I start making? I mean, that's usually the problem. We're, we're out yeah, there. There's so yeah. many different things to do. Where do you start? You know, it's, it's funny. I hear that question all the time. And, and for me, it's the sale, right? You were talking about sales here as well. Marketing is the lead up to the point of sale. And then you've got sales. And at the point of sale, are you maximizing the amount of money each customer is spending per transaction? And then are you keeping those customers long-term? So if you've got customers every single day, they have a choice to leave you. What are you doing to keep them, to deliver value, to really keep them engaged and spending more over the long-term? That is typically where I start. I don't even start, <laughs> start with the new customers coming in. I start with the customers you already have. Mm -hmm. How do you keep them and get them to spend more? Because they've already said yes. Yeah. So that can be adding ongoing um, subscriptions or memberships. It can be um, like a scheduled renewal. There's lots of different ways to do that. We can look at add-ons and um, different ways to increase revenue per transaction as well. But if, we, if you really want to dig into the before part, depending on where the point of sale is. So if you're in a sales conversation, that's mm -hmm. where you are making the sale. We want to think about the moment. We call it the aha moment at the point of sale. That is really what makes takes your service, your product from a nice to have to a need to have. And almost every sales conversation for every product has a moment where the customer realizes, oh, I don't just need this. I, I, I want this. Or I don't just want this. I need this. Mm -hmm. and if we can identify what that is and optimize it, oh my goodness, conversion rates are going to go up higher. So really it's about putting on your testing cap, your scientific hat, and starting to think about the moments, looking back at the point of sale, what were the conversations and the things that really made the sale happen? I'm going to do those more frequently. I'm going to make sure that it's systematized. Mm -hmm. Before that, what were, and when it comes to the aha moment, I'll tell you, there's two parts. 
so, and it's going to sound kind of corny, but it's, it's the easiest way to remember it because it's the aha moment. There's the ah and the ha. <laughs> the ah is the emotional experience. Uh-huh. It's the feelings, right? It's the oohs, the ahs. And then there's the ha, which is the understanding. That's the logical side. Oh, I get it now. I understand what makes you a need to have. And so if we can pinpoint what the emotional experience we want to create is and what the understanding or the belief we need to create is, man, you can replicate that time and time again in a whole bunch of different ways. You can take what used to always have to be a discovery call and turn it into an online application or a video or and test different ways to deliver it. So well, well, <laughs> we're, going, I mean, we're doing I mean, okay so far. Oh, you tell good grief. I mean, I can't think of another question because I'm too busy thinking about your answer and how good it is and what I need to do about my business. I, <laughs> I've done 136, uh, probably close to 140, 145 shows in the can right now. And I learn more from doing this than I think anybody else uh, who even is out there listening right now. We love you listeners. Thank you very much for being here. But um, but I learned so much. It's it's amazing. And I'm just saying, how do I apply this? How do I make this work for, for Sims training and consulting? Because it's such good stuff. Mickey, thank you. You're welcome. Well, what I would say is every time you get into a sales conversation or you see the point of sale, really, you can do customer inquiries, you can do surveys, you can just call up your ideal clients who are working with you and ask them, hey, we were on that sales call conversation, you might have to think back a while ago, what was it that you felt right when you were ready to buy? What emotions come to mind? What was the feeling? And then was there something that you didn't understand before the call that, that you did and it made you buy? And they may be able to answer, they may not, but the more you inquire and investigate, the better you're going to be at honing in on that experience and then recreating it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, McGee, so go ahead, yeah. go ahead, please. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, so when it comes to your marketing, a lot of it is testing and playing and putting yourself out there, collecting data instead of looking at it a win-lose or a conversion or non-conversion. Think of it as collecting data. And both quantitative and qualitative. So we want the emotional experiences and the feelings, but we also want the logistical or data numerical information as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, marketing data makes a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a lot like psychology where it's, it's you're not quite in the medical field, but you're not quite not. You're like one <laughs> foot in the door. So data influences everything. But again, we're not robots. Yeah. So we have yeah. to remember the human experience plays a big role in that. So, so Mickey, talk to me a little bit. I'm going to change the subject just a hair here. Talk to me a little bit about copywriting because that's where that's where so many of us start to 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 begin to at least touch a potential client or prospect is through what they might read on our website or on a sales page or or in an email. What what kind of great ideas you got for us when it comes to to how we write things that are going to attract people and get them to engage? Yeah, you know, I think there's one piece of information that I think will be really helpful here. There's really two types of copywriting that you're going to do for your business. Uh, And they both play a very different role. So understanding what they are and the goal of each of them will help you be better overall. Mm -hmm. So there's content copywriting. 
that's where you're just delivering value. You're educating or entertaining your audience. You're providing value in advance. So this could be your blog. It could be um, your podcast. It could be anything that you're putting out there to deliver value. That is all about solving problems and giving your ideal customers small wins. How can I give them baby steps to move towards where they want to be so that they know, like, and trust me. So they see the value of what I do. They see me as credible and they want more. Mm -hmm. And that's your, that's your content. And then there's conversion copywriting. This is sales in writing. This is your sales page on your website. This is your campaigns, your advertisements. This is anytime you're promoting a specific product. The goal is a sale. And for this, you've already established ideally the know, like, and trust factor. And so now it's really digging into what problem you solve, what the outcome of solving this problem looks like for your ideal customer, and the value of what you deliver. If you can't identify the specific problem that you solve for your customer or you help your customer solve, I should say, you're always going to struggle with conversion copywriting. You have to be able to clearly, and ideally in one sentence, <laughs> less is more, say what the problem is. And start with that. That's the hook. Yeah. From there, it's about helping your clients step into and realize that there is hope. They can get to where they want to be and understanding the value of what this whole transformation is. Hmm. Okay, well, I've got... You can work them through lots of frameworks. There's you know, story frameworks. There's, there's lots yeah, of different ways yeah. to do it. But it's ultimately a before and an after. It, it, uh, what... Again, I, I, this is just so such great stuff, Mickey. I'm 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 just uh, I love it. Tell, let's try a specific example here. I'm writing a, a sales page, if you will, for one of my clients, <laughs> and the business we're in is is uh, we're we're going to help people, usually solopreneurs, build a million dollar business. That's that's what we do. We help you build a million dollar business. And then yeah. that sales page goes into if you are if any of these things strike home to you, then you know this is for you. And it's three or four or five problems that they have, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, converting uh, clients to to prospects. Or pardon me, prospects to clients. That would be good to go that direction, wouldn't it? Uh, prospects to clients, uh, getting organized, staying organized, running your business, creating systems, all those kind of things. If any of this stuff applies to you, then this is a course for you. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you with by doing this, 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 and this, and then some more of the details about, uh, about what we do. So it, it all starts with, here's the problem. And if you see yourself with these problems, then here's how we can help you solve those. Is that a good framework? Well, let me tell you, the more problems you layer on top, the more diluted the content kind of gets. Mm -hmm. And so if you can narrow down, those can all be experiences that your customer has, but is there a root problem, one big problem that is holding your customer back from achieving their goal of the million-dollar business, right? Is it they don't know where to start? They're not taking the right action? Um, maybe they're, they're lost and confused? If you can identify that and start with that, all of those experiences, those day-to-day -day experiences of what the problem is actually doing to their everyday life will mm -hmm. feel more impactful. They'll, they'll feel it on a much more emotional and visceral level. 
But because now you're basically saying like, here's a list of potential things that you might have, which one fits you, it's less powerful. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Focus. So if, yeah, so if you're a million dollar business, if you want a million dollar business, but you have no idea where to start and you don't have the, like, you don't have the framework, that's the key, mm-hmm. then lead with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Grow mm-hmm. a million dollar framework or grow a million dollar business with the frameworks you need to start now or whatever it might be. But start with the initial problem and then you can layer in those experiences that your customers having, how it's showing up in their everyday life. Mickey, it's great stuff. Thank you very much. It's going to help me tremendously. <laughs> the other thing I'll say too is a lot of times you'll have different segments of customers. So some customers will have different problems. Uh-huh. But the same solution might help them. Mm-hmm. So you might have a group of people who it's the system. You might have a group of people who just don't take action or a group of people who feel isolated alone. You can build individual landing pages specific to those problems and sell the same thing. Hmm. <laughs> so you can promote them on campaigns and you can get a little bit more targeted if you want to with your marketing in that way. But I find having different sales pages specific to, to those individuals can be more powerful than a general page. Hmm. Sounds great. Mickey, you've given us so much to think about. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about testing, for sure. Tell us about how we can get a hold of you. I mean, somebody out there is listening to us going, gee, I want to talk more with Mickey. I know I can go to uh, heymickeyanderson.com. Heymickeyanderson.com. And when I get there, there's going to be all sorts of good stuff for me right there on the site and ways to contact you free resources there that are actionable. You can start getting started right away and they help build you into the framework. So if you're looking for, you know, more information on how to write content, there's lots of resources there for you as well. Oh, that'd be great. Mickey, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you on the show. We really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It has. And we'll have to do this again sometime. Definitely. <laughs> and for everybody else out there, you guys know it's it's uh, it's all about getting out there and seeing the people. It's all about doing more and, and, you know, seeing a few more people this week than you saw last week. And you can do it. You can do it. We're betting on you. We're counting on you. And I'll see you again next time right here on The Business of Sales. 